Hello and welcome to the Swollen, Bloated, and Puffy podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Lisson. I'm a certified lymphedema therapist and board-certified massage therapist practicing in San Diego, California. And this podcast expands upon the topics that I cover in my book, Swollen, Bloated, and Puffy. So today I want to talk about a client that I saw recently um, and it's not just his story, but I, as I see more clients with a lymphedema diagnosis, where it's definitely lymphedema swelling, um, I'm seeing that it's more complicated out there than perhaps um, we learned in our education as certified lymphedema therapists. So what mainly um, you will learn if you if you read an introductory article in lymphedema or you take a class that there are two types of lymphedema primary lymphedema which it was um, it's it started it's genetic um, hereditary starts um, when they're very young or um, you know definitely before 35 most of them and then there's different types of primary lymphedema um, and I know a few wonderful ladies who have primary lymphedema. Um, and, and one of my friends that um, is a very good um, spreader of lymphedema awareness worker in the community have has lymphedema dystichiasis. Um, and then there's secondary lymphedema. So the number one um, way that you can get secondary lymphedema in the world if you were just on planet Earth is um, filariasis, which is a parasite that comes in and it basically runs all around your lymphatic system and ruins um, the system itself. So it's the swelling is because of this parasite that comes in um, to your body. So, but that is primarily in the third world, um, and even in the third world, they're doing a proper job to try to er totally er eradicate it, but it's still there. Um, in the developed Western world, like what we hear most, the vast majority of what we hear is it's the, the um, lymphedema that comes um, that's not primary lymphedema, secondary lymphedema is because of cancer treatment. It's because you take a lymph node away and um, it's either through the sentinel node biopsy with cancer treatment or through radiation with cancer treatment. And it seems like if someone doesn't have a cancer history and they haven't been to a foreign country to get, um, you know, the filariasis, and if they haven't had it all their life, if it's not primary lymphedema, if it just happens and they're, you know, middle-aged, a little bit older, it's like we're almost at a loss. Um, it just so many times is not lymphedema and I have seen within the past two or three months, I have seen two clients, one is a man, one is a woman. Most, both are either my age, um, over 40 or um, older than that. And both cases of lymphedema were because of an orthopedic issue, because of um, an injury. And I think that that is just not well known um, that they, you know, if it's not cancer treatment, it's almost like they won't even have lymphedema be part of the conversation. So uh, this podcast is just um, to put that out there that as a clinician, as a certified lymphedema therapist, 
twice um, in recent months I have seen clients. Um, one was letting me know that in her opinion she thought it was um, as a result of domestic violence, as a result of um, repeatedly getting injured. And uh, the gentleman was because he fell on his knees. He had a really bad fall and then this was a, an extended consequence of it. So it did, he didn't get lymphedema the very next day, but it was just something that he never healed from. And then eventually it came to lymphedema. It came to a wound um, and he has a very complex case and he's being taken care of. Um, the healthcare system is helping him. But what I think that maybe we don't see is that that is another way that people can get a diagnosis of lymphedema. So um, that is just my message to you today and have a good day.